Welcome to the What's Next Living Longer, Better, Smarter podcast, a live edition at the Age Tech Collaborative from AARP podcast stage at CES 2024. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Mary Furlong. Hi, Mary. Hi, Fred. It's exciting to be here at CES. Really, really exciting. Surrounded by all the amazing technology and the Age Tech Collaborative booth here at the Venetian Expo Hall. It's just incredible. I was so impressed. <laughs> Absolutely. And we'll be talking much more about that this afternoon. But first, we want to welcome our first guest. At CES, the Consumer Technology Association Foundation has given a special honor, the John and Jane Shalom Award, to combat social isolation. And John helped to launch the CTA Foundation, and the award this year goes to the Lighthouse Guild. And with us is Dr. Brian Walensky, the Chief Technology Officer at the Lighthouse Guild. Thanks for spending time with us, and congratulations. Thank you so much. We're very happy to be there, and truly all of us are honored at Lighthouse Guild. And, you know, Fred, I've been following Lighthouse for 30 years, so it's really exciting to have Brian with us. Brian, let's start with an overview of the great work being done by Lighthouse Guild. Tell us more about the background and also how it helps mitigate social isolation. Sure. So Lighthouse Guild is a combination, actually, of two organizations. In uh, 2013, uh, Jewish Guild for the Blind on the west side of Manhattan uh, combined forces with the Lighthouse International on the east side and became the Lighthouse Guild. Uh, so it's 100, 119 years of services uh, to people who are blind or visually impaired, not only in the New York City tri-state area, but really spreading out nationwide and worldwide. Um, we talk about social isolation. You know, By trade, I'm actually an optometrist. Uh, so I always say I'm the CTO without the IT. I'm the chief technology optometrist. So I understand for when patients, when I was seeing patients when they came in, uh, I remember one woman telling me it really felt as if she was a prisoner in her own home when she was losing her sight. And I think it's just amazing with our technology center and our professionals in vision loss at Lighthouse Guild that they can help provide access to technology to help people combat social isolation and have them thrive really in their community. Well, and, and you oversee the uh, technology center there. So tell us more about that, how that works. Sure. So really someone first really comes to Lighthouse Guild through seeing one of our low vision optometrists. And they then see someone, uh, an occupational therapist afterwards for a technology evaluation. And really where this comes in, this is having a professional evaluation of finding the right technology for that individual's goals. So it's not just uh, trying to find something off the shelf. And in our technology center, it's really much more than the gizmos and gadgets and the technology there. Again, it's about finding something for their goals, but also having equal access to all the technologies available. It's not just something where somebody's trying to sell something that they have and that's the only thing that they're 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 selling or that they're providing so it could be something unfortunately that's you know high end and maybe more expensive but it also could be maybe there's something free like a free app that they can just use on their phone and it's about really discovering that and it's also about the community and we're really what we're doing in our technology center is creating a hub we're getting researchers 
developers, companies, and the people that use the technology all together in one space. And it's all about health and wellness in the end as well, because we do also have a huge behavioral health program as well. What are some of the more exciting and effective technologies out there today improving the lives of people? Well, I'd say right now we're on the precipice of, of a lot of change, especially with artificial intelligence. We just had Be My Eyes come out with Be My AI. And really now individuals can take a photo of a scene and get a really great description of what that picture ha has. You could take pictures of what's in my fridge. And then you can even ask AI, what can it make for me or in the, in the refrigerator? But it's so much more than that. Again, it's getting access to maybe looking at your photographs and getting a description of that using social media. So it goes on and on and on. And I really think the way we're going to use it is going to, is going to change even in the next year. So we're seeing a lot of AI platforms uh, coming and how it's going to be used, whether it's going to be wearable, whether it's going to still be apps in the phone. It's very exciting. And, and so last night we had the HTech Collaborative uh, pitch competition. And I think one of the finalists was uh, had a solution for macular degeneration. And I think it won the People's Choice Award, right? And it's very exciting. Um, and I remember the early days when SeniorNet had equipment at Lighthouse. And, but this is also important in helping with the biggest problem that we face, which is loneliness and social isolation, correct? It definitely. And one thing I wanted to add to what we do at Lighthouse Guild is we have a great outreach team um, and also a great behavioral health clinic in behavioral health because dealing with the anxiety or depression or other issues or that social isolation, we pivoted during 2020, during the pandemic, and changed over to a telehealth system. So now people are getting telehealth, behavioral health uh, right in their own homes. Uh, so it's a, it's a much better show rate for individuals. They're comfortable in their own homes and can talk about those issues, getting them more comfortable, getting them back in their communities. The second part we have is a great uh, telesupport system. So we have telesupport for adults with vision loss, even for parents with children with vision loss. So they're able to all come together. There's a book club even as well. So it's really getting that community together. Wow. And book clubs are really important. I, I remember Pat, her mom was 102, and she still went to her book club and then read, you know, through Braille. Um, how can people learn more and maybe take advantage of your services? Sure. There's so many, there's such a vast variety of services that go on at Lighthouse Guild, from medical to vision to just community. Um, so they can check out our website at www.lighthouseguild.org. And there's a bunch of different things we can look at, not only uh, signing up for the telesupport programs, but also looking back, we have a podcast called, called On Tech with Vision uh, with Dr. Cal Roberts, our CEO, who's an ophthalmologist. And he really talks about the big things and the big ideas for the future. And then I have a Tech Talk uh, webinar every month, every uh, third Tuesday of the month. And we talk about what's here and now. So I'm excited to talk about soon what we all saw here yes yes that's um, a, that's amazing well let me say the website again is lighthouseguild.org uh dr brian walensky thank you so much for sharing with us and congratulations again really terrific yes so impressive and there are a lot of people solving to social isolation so you should feel really proud the organization 
for winning this award. Thank you. Everyone back at Lighthouse Guild is truly, like I said, truly honored. Uh, and we really want to thank John and Jane Shalom, yes. as well as the CTA Foundation. Yes. They have been amazing and they're great supporters. Yes, everyone should follow the CTA Foundation. It's, it's exciting. This has been at the heart of what I've been focused on for the last 35 years. So social isolation and creating these solutions so important. Thank you for being with us. Yeah. Thank you, Mary. Okay. Well, Mary, we have another friend with us, uh, Todd Heim, director of the National Institute on Aging's Office of Strategic Extramural Programs. Big old title. Hi, Todd. Hi, how are you, Fred? First, let me uh, just add my congratulations to the Lighthouse Guild. Really exciting to hear what you're doing. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, Todd, we so admire the work that you and your team do by improving the lives of older adults. Um, and of course, I got to meet some of your portfolio companies at J.P. Morgan this week as well. So paint us a picture of the aging landscape today and why all of this innovation is so important. Yeah, so I think when I think about the aging landscape, the first thing I try to remember is how diverse it is. So, you know, we think about the aging landscape, we're thinking about you know, who we conventionally thought of as older adults, the so people in the 80s, 90s. Um, what we need to remember is, one, the aging, what we define as older adults is growing every day and very significant already, um, but also includes people that have been using technology for many years and that are in the 60s and 70s. And so I think when we think about that care landscape, we really need to make sure that we're developing innovations that address all different parts of that larger demographic. And that requires a lot of different innovations for different pieces of that care economy. So as we think about it, so I'm at the National Institute on Aging, which is part of the NIH, and our focus is on the health of older adults. How can we extend, enhance that health span of older adults? And we really wanna make sure that when we think about how complex the US care system is, which you know has its advantages that allows for different innovations to be used by us. We need to think about, okay, how can we make that accessible? How can we develop innovations that will really help the healthcare needs of our population? And, and of course, one of the big concerns, uh, Todd, is that that Brian and the Lighthouse Guild have been involved with is the isolation and loneliness issue. We keep talking about it over and over because it's so important. Give us your perspective and maybe some of the best ways that you've seen that can help alleviate it. Yeah, I mean, we've heard from the Surgeon General's report and other reports over the last few years, and I think it's it's something we've known for so long is how much of an effect social isolation and then the effect on your mental health can have on all of us, but including and maybe especially older adults. So we've been trying to, you know, we fund research across um, the U.S. and we've been funding a lot of research around social isolation. Um, one of the things that I specifically do at the NIA is oversee our seed funding programs. That is the research that we actually devote to startups um, that are in the aging space, that are trying to develop innovations for older adults. And we've actually seen a lot of efforts and a lot of funding go to startups that are addressing social isolation. So we think about things like social assistive robots. We think about virtual reality technologies. We have a couple of companies in the Age Tech Collaborative that are in that space um, and helping to use that to address social isolation. 
platforms that can keep older adults engaged with the larger community. Ten classes, one company in the to Collaborative has virtual exercise programs that are specifically for groups of older adults to connect together while they are improving their physical health. So really all different ways to bring people together to reduce social isolation. Um, and I think it's important to address it from every angle. I always try to remember it's not one innovation that ever is gonna solve each pain point. So it's about bringing all these innovations together. And you know, Intuition Robotics um, is here and they received, I think the USA Today Award for best in technology. They've been adopted by a lot of people around the country. Um, talk a little bit about the research part, because I think it's important for people to understand that you have the leading researchers around the country working with these entrepreneurs. Definitely. So what I always like to think about the way NI works as a continuum. So, you know, one of the things that I think the NIH has always been known for is the way that we can fund basic research. So we have you know, significant funding that we're able to dedicate to basic and then translational research. One of the things we also understand at DNIA is that in order for us to meet our mission of enhancing the health of older adults, a big part of that is going to be actually commercializing products that can do this. So as part of that continuum, we need to remember that later part of actually helping to support the development of the technologies. One of the things in the tech space that's important to remember is that reimbursement and that sales platform is not always you know, the, the simplest straight path. So one of the things we really focus on when we think about how are we going to fund startups in the space is how can we de-risk the technology? How can we help support validation studies? That those validation studies can really help the company meet key value inflection points that would bring in the private investors. So the private investors in the space really want to see more data before they're able to invest. But through the NIA funding, we can actually support these startups to collect that real early data, those proof of concept, those validations. And those validations are often done in collaboration with researchers at health systems at academic centers that can do pilot studies and clinical studies to demonstrate the effectiveness of that technology. And that's so here we are in the middle of the HTAC collaborative booth, which is not just a booth, it's a, a training set of training classes. The, they're amazing wall displays with lists of investors, business services people, all the partners. It's quite incredible. And there's so much momentum in the market. I think that's what I see at this CES that six years ago I didn't see. And these groups are coming together and working collaboratively as you're working with HTAC Collaborative too, right? That That's exactly it. And I think that's where we've been so fortunate to have partners like HTAC Collaborative and like Mary Furlong and Associates who have really helped bring together all of the startups in the space and given us an audience to then present to and to showcase our funding opportunities. Last year, we actually provided about $150 million to startups in the age aging space, about 40% of that was in what I define as the age tech space. So that's about $60 million just to startups and really fueling that early stage pipeline. And the only way that we get access to such innovation that we can help such innovation move forward is through these community building activities. So we really appreciate being a part of it. And you I know, also think, 
Oh, sorry, Fred. It's also exciting to see the global presence here and how many people from around the world are interested in this market. So go ahead. You know, it strikes me, uh, both uh, both of you, Brian and, and, and Todd, if you want to comment on it, that from the startups that we've seen and the people who are getting involved in, in age tech in, in this field, so many of them are young, young entrepreneurs. Tell us what your thoughts are. I think it's a wonderful thing. Actually, somebody mentioned that to me because I was showing her around the age tech collaborative booth here. Um, it is amazing to see such young talent uh, coming here and, and thinking of the aging population um, and coming up with solutions. I think it's outstanding. And like you just mentioned before, the, the whole collaboration, I think um, they're, they're, they're thinking of not only themselves, they're thinking of their parents, their grandparents, and it's just great that they can contribute. One thing I like to say, we, we always bring up something like aging in place. And, you know, I understand that that was because the people didn't want to go to a home and they're really solving those issues, not by aging in place, but aging in action and using technology to really act on that. That's a great point. I mean, I love it as well, but I love it as a, as a part of bringing in different perspectives. So, you know, I love bringing in the perspectives of people that are younger that are, you know, that have had different experiences with technology. But then also, I always remind these young entrepreneurs, we need to make sure that they obtain the perspectives of older adults as they're developing those innovations. And it's a combination of those different perspectives coming, coming together that makes the magic happen. Yeah, very often when new technologies arrive, Thought isn't always being given to the end consumer who's going to use it, who may say, I'm not going to do that. But if they if they consider and bring people in from the get-go to to help develop these products, it can make a real difference, can it? So I always say right from the beginning, I'm sorry to interject, but that's why it's great that the HTEC Collaborative has test beds. Mm -hmm. So Lighthouse Guild is as well as a test bed. And I always say, I don't want to see your product coming in when it's coming to market because you want my stamp of approval, come to us when you have the even idea and we could start it from the beginning. Exactly. And we do the same thing. We actually love when um, people considering our funding and our funding is actually non-dilutive. So it's actually grant funding. Um, and we tell them, come to us before you apply. We can explain the process. We can talk about, you know, what types of projects would be competitive. So, you know, engaging with people early is so important and I love it. I met someone here who was out of uh, Microsoft and Amazon starting a new company. She was more mid-career. And I said to her, where does strategic inflection point with the longevity market? It's akin to when the internet first came. But when you think about the intelligence of the partners in the collaborative and people that we are featuring today on the podcast, it's very exciting to see those great minds come together. And uh, so it's great to be here. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Mary, that's going to wrap up this special live edition of What's Next Living Longer, Better, Smarter. But there is more to come. 